Hey, Combo Nation, don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button. Today's show is actually recording from the Believe in Magic podcast, co-hosted by myself and Max Van Auken. We talk playoff basketball and more. Go subscribe to the Believe in Magic podcast. You won't be disappointed. Hope you enjoy the show. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's Get into it. Luca, don't do it to him. Combo Salaf, how are you? Doing well, man. Just living in the moment. Taking in some of these uh, NBA games. Pretty interesting stuff. I was outside uh, with my friends watching it. Enjoying myself. Um, I don't get to see my friends as much anymore, man. Um, obviously, you're a great friend, and we usually talk on a weekly basis. But, you know, some of my friends that pre- t- predated my podcast life, I don't get to see them as much so it was great because uh, obviously you know we're always in the grind max but it was great to see them yesterday and just take in some of these games and uh watch them you know it, it, it was great games great games it was it was combo you're a man of the people you're a man of the people you have friends pre-podcast life is that kind of weird well i mean i've had a long pre-podcast life so uh <laughs> yeah i mean it makes sense <laughs> That'd be crazy if I had no friends all the way up to the bottom. <laughs> Isn't it just weird to think about though that people knew you before what you do now? Because now, like, I can't. Like, I don't know. I'm. I feel like I'm a complete not a different person because I'm still like the same person. But like my podcast and doing what I do is like a huge part of like everything that I have going on stems from my show. So it's like, oh, what's new? And I'm like immediately the first thing I talk about is my show, um, something NBA. Like it's always something re- revolved around my show. It's true, but I feel like when I'm with my friends that predated the podcast, I'm not talking much about the podcast. Obviously, some of my friends will bring up like they want to hear my takes on things, but I'm not constantly talking about the podcast life when I'm with them, you know, Um, and it's not on purpose. I just kind of naturally talk about like what we would as friends, you know, so but it's a good mental break from it. But obviously, like the way you and me are in it, we're turning you know trying to get better but i would say like the podcast life has made me a better person outside the podcast life if there even is an outside the podcast life because as i said the wheels are always starting but it definitely i i feel like made me a better communicator a better listener and a better person overall so shout out to podcasting honestly shout out to podcasting But, um, yeah, things are great, Combo. I'm glad you're living in the moment. Things are good. I just got back from a South Carolina trip. My grandma turned, I think she's 92 or 93 at this point. I just know it's pretty up there. And then, um, wow, that's, that's a blessing. Wow. Yeah. And then my great grandma was 99. So some, I have the LeBron James gene when it comes to, uh, aging on that end. So I hope I'm able to live up to the hype. And then other than that, it's been, uh, like you said, tons of NBA. We got a lot of Eastern conference action, a lot of Western conference action. We got the, well, actually now we got the Eastern conference and Western conference finals, um, matchups. And there's a lot of NBA to talk about combo. There is, there is. And it's been a great playoffs. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, there is. And 
I guess the first thing that I that stood out to me, um, the most intriguing series out of the two was the Milwaukee, Boston, in my opinion. But I wanted to actually ask you about Philly first. And we're not, I'm not, Joel Embiid had a great season, MVP type of season, even though it went to Jokic. Shout out to you for calling the MVP, by the way. Um, much deserving. He was my MVP as well, like as who deserved it. I mean, there was many candidates that deserved it, but in my opinion, um, playing, willing your team to the playoffs out your second or third best player, having the highest PER ever, in my opinion, the most skilled big ever, Jokic deserved it. But I say this to say that the talking point doesn't really even seem to be about what the Miami Heat look like. Joel Embiid's season, it's really the fall off of James Harden. And now I still think he's a good player, but he everyone's saying he's not, even Joel Embiid said it, he's not James Harden Houston, or Houston James Harden. What do you make of James Harden's um, rapid descent? And I'm not here to bash him because he's still a really good player, but he clearly is not the, the player he once was. But I think how quickly it happened is what's alarming people. Are you surprised by it? Do you think it's a funk, or do you think this is just kind of the way it goes, father time is undefeated. I think it is a funk, and I do think it's his fault. I think he's not treating himself as a professional in the off-seasons, and it's apparent. But I do think this is reversible because the skill set is still there, but the body is not allowing the skill set to show. And the body allows the skill set to show. And obviously, you know, the body and the mind are connected. I think with a great offseason, you know, a, a podcasting friend of mine, Zach Noble, he's a co-host of the uh, Noble and Russo, And he actually called me. We didn't podcast about it. We just kind of talked about it on the phone because he's a big James Harden guy. And he wanted me to, he wanted to hear my take on it. I told him, like, all he, all he needs is one very good focused offseason season whatever nagging injuries he has, take care of that, focus on the craft, and even more than the craft, even the skill part of it, because I think that's there, focus on the body. Focus on the body and everything else will come. And then I actually heard Amari Amari Stoudemire about this. On social media, we're acting like Amari was bashing him. From what I heard, he wasn't bashing him. He was kind of saying what I was saying, that he has to refocus, um, he wasn't acting like a professional as I thought. And that's something he has to do because Amari said, as I think as well, that he could actually get back the proper approach to nutrition, training, to his mind, to his body. So, you know, Amari thinks he can get back. I definitely think he could get back and we'll see. Ultimately it's up to James Harden though. Okay. So you do think it's curable though. A lot of people think it's just, over time, not treating your body correctly. It's the nagging hamstring injury. Now it just added up to the point where he's just f- fallen off to where he can't. It, it almost seems like if you were to listen to what most people think, it seems like a, he can't come back. But I tend to agree with you with this. I do think he can come back if he if he had a dedicated offseason. But the real question is, can he have a dedicated offseason? Because when have we seen him do it? Here's like a philosopher type answer, but... It's the absolute truth. If he thinks he could come back and wants to come back, come back. If he thinks he can't and does not want to, he can't come back. It's really up to him, though. If he comes into this offseason with a mindset that I want to be the best player in the NBA, even if he can't reach maybe the best player, but he can regain a lot of it, 
if he comes in with that mindset to the offseason, he definitely could come back, in my opinion. I think there's no question. And it's totally up to him, as I said. It's not irreversible. It's not irreversible. It's irreversible if his mindset irreversible or he doesn't want to put the work in. Right. Right. It just and it, the one thing that bothers me though is like the lack of effort. You know what I mean? Like when he had only like two shot attempts in the second half, he scores eleven points. It's like we're not even talking about you not being Houston James Harden now. It just seems like they quit. They gave up. That's something that I can't get behind no matter what the the situation may be like, didn't it look like they lost their spirit a little bit? So, I mean, if he stays with this mindset that he has, it is reversible, right? I mean, he has to change his mindset. So that's the biggest thing right there. Once you change the mindset and your approach to the off season, your approach to the game, then I think things could change as I've been saying, but yeah, you know, you're right. They look like they gave up. They look like they quit. And a really great basketball mind, I was talking to him on the phone, and he was like, you know, all this stuff, all this media attention about James Harden is hurt. He has this, you know, the face mask. Um, A lot of this is landing on James Harden, right? But he told me, he's like, if Michael Jordan had to wear a face mask, do you think it would stop him? And I just started laughing so hard, man, because it's the absolute <laughs> truth, right, Max? It is, 100%. It's all about the mentality. And I think that's why right. um, people like the playoff James Harden stigma is kind of true. And I hate to use that because we're both glass half full people, but he doesn't have the best playoff moments. And it's becoming somewhat of a uh, a trend all the way from – well, obviously, you look back at the Thunder, like, even though he wasn't the guy, he was the sixth man of the year, he didn't show up big in the finals, and then obviously you have the Houston situations and the Game 7s, and then now you look at the Brooklyn Nets, but he was a little injured, so it's just a whole weird situation, and I'm a James Harden fan, like, I really love watching him play, I know he irritates people sometimes, how much he dribbles the ball and, and whatnot, but I think he's one of the most gifted scorers we've seen, so I'm always rooting for people to be at their best version of themselves, and I was just curious to see what you thought because a lot of people don't think he can come back and it's just especially when Joel Embiid said that I think that's what everyone kind of ran away with oh he he's no longer Houston James Harden but I'm like it's just so quick to write this guy off so I just hope we see the best version of James Harden because if you get the best version of James Harden they're keeping Doc Rivers you pair that with Joel Embiid it's like you could still make the case for them in the next season depending on what they do like if you get a healthy James Harden who's playing at his full potential you, they're, they're still a contender to win the whole thing. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And there ha- there, it is concerning some of his performances in the playoffs. And to me, what was really concerning was that performance versus the Nets. Because as a player, I know when you're playing against your former team, you want to absolutely kill them. You want to show them what they're missing. And he just allowed the Nets, Kyrie Irving, KD, to take his heart pretty much. And that was really concerning. Like I didn't buy into all the narrative that he doesn't show up in the big moments and, you know, all the memes and all the different things talking about how he does not show up, but that game was really concerning to me. And it was more of that in these playoffs. So hopefully he could get it back. I think if there's a shift in mindset, in my opinion, it's not that he's too old. Like 32 is not as old as people think when it comes to basketball, you know, it's not 42. Right. Like you could keep a really good amount of your athleticism at that age if you have the proper approach to the game of basketball and a professional mindset. Right. 
I knew I knew you would take that route, Combo. I appreciate it. Now, we go to the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks. Boston wins in Game 7. So before I even talk about, um, not necessarily the negative of it, but I want to give the Boston Celtics their flowers. They do have a championship-level defense. Um, Jason Tatum is playing like that guy. I question if he could be a number one, not based off his talent, but just those intangibles, the leadership qualities. He's showing he can. The coaching staff coached their butt off. Jalen Brown, you got the defense player of the year, Marcus Smart. Are you buying Boston um, going forward? And I mean, I guess we'll give our predictions later, but this is a really impressive Boston team. It's it's a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I just I'm trying to think of a team that I remember thinking they're pretty good in the regular season, but come postseason, it's like obviously they hit a stride later in the season. But I wasn't necessarily buying them as much as I probably should have. Has it surprised you how good Boston has been? And even in these big moments, clutch moments, like they're just, they seem like a well-oiled machine. I don't think it's your fault that you weren't buying them because in the beginning of the season, they didn't look that good. And then things totally changed. Right. I would say now that, you know, a lot of times we talk about who are the best two-way players, right? Who are the best two-way players in the NBA? I look at this Boston Celtics team as the best two-way team Mm. left in these playoffs. They're great on offense. They're great on defense. They got all these rangy, switchable defenders. They obviously have top-end scoring with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a lot of the time. Also, they got guys that can knock down the three. And, you know, guys who can play on the interior as well. They really have it all. And then the thing that they were missing for a lot of the time was um, a point guard, and they got that in Marcus Smart. A big problem with theirs years was ball movement they're doing a lot better job of that it's not as much of jason tatum take his turn Jalen brown take his turn they're more playing as a collective unit and shouts to coach email because he's done a great job with them i'm definitely buying them now and i would say they're easily the best two-way team left um going forward in these nba playoffs yeah yeah it's it's scary now I was really happy to see how well Giannis played. The Bucks without Middleton forcing a Game 7. Was like bias, like being a little biased. I wanted the Bucks to win because they were my pick to win it all after, obviously, my Lakers pick just went went to hell. But I, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks combo, don't, like, I, Pierre was on my podcast, and he said the same thing about the Denver Nuggets. He's like, this could be the most important offseason for the Denver Nuggets just because you have a guy in their prime with Jokic. Like it's you're no longer that young fun team. You need to go all in and help. And I'm like, I 100% agree. And I feel it's not that not necessarily to that extreme with the Milwaukee Bucks because they have won a championship. But you have arguably the best player in the world with Giannis on the team, and you have a, a guy who you need. Like you have a short window. Not everyone has the window of LeBron James. Normally, like a prime may not be as long as you think. So you need to capitalize on while you have it. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks. I feel like you have to go all in hyper aggressive. I'm not saying blow the whole thing up, but he doesn't really have, he has holiday and he has Milton who are, it's a really good basketball team. But normally when you think of championship level teams, there's like a clear number two star. And I don't know if he really has that Holiday's really good, but I think he needs an extra piece. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, is it, do you agree with that? Is there somebody they should go after? I know you always hear Damian Lillard like rumors every single offseason, so I'm not necessarily buying into that one. But is there anyone in particular you could see playing alongside Giannis? Middleton, and they didn't have him. But, I mean, you always try and get better, right? Look at the Warriors. They were a great, great team, and then they added Kevin Durant. And I'm not mad at them at all for that. So 
if there's a way you could get better, obviously you go do it no matter how good you think you are because the league is always getting better. Everything's always changing. But yeah, I thought it would be really difficult for the Bucks to win this series without Middleton because they lack to get those effortless buckets, especially in the mid-range. Yep. So, you know, a lot of this is about injury luck. And the Bucks didn't have it. Well, the Celtics didn't have it when it came to Williams. But I think the Bucks really needed Middleton in this series and they didn't have them and kudos to them i mean i thought because of that the celtics were going to win this series i tweeted about it uh that you know i thought the bucks would win game one but the celtics win the series that's what happened but a lot of that was because middleton wasn't there and kudos to the bucks for taking it seven games without middleton i thought that was amazing yeah and now we get the the boston celtics miami heat eastern conference finals um do you want to give our predictions this episode yeah, we can. I mean, I'm going with the Celtics. Me too. I really I really like the Miami Heat a lot. I think they're great at making adjustments. They're a really tough team. They have great leadership. Um, Tyler Hero is obviously an X factor, but it's tough for him on defense at times. So that's going to be that's going to be interesting how the Heat are going to use him because he might get targeted in this series. But I would like to say that the Celtics will win this one. And I'd say six games for the Celtics. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Boston in six. I, I see them advancing to the NBA Finals. I, I, they did, like To everything you just said, and then you just have more bucket getters, I feel like, on Boston. I like Jimmy Butler, but Jason Tam is more a gifted scorer. I think Jalen Brown is probably the second gifted store, scorer in this series. I mean, Tyler Hero can get you a bucket, but I feel like Jalen Brown, obviously, with his athleticism and size, just more dependable to give you those 25 a game. So, I'm going with Boston in 6-2, and they deserve it. Like you said, the best two-way team. I like that. I believe that. I, I agree with that. Um, and then we go to the Western Conference Finals combo. Um, obviously, Ja Morant without the Grizzlies, even though they had an insane record without Ja. They played really well. They had that huge blowout win without him. Um, so credit to the Grizzlies. They look like a team of the future, but the Warriors advance. What did you make of the Dallas Mavericks coming back and defeating the Phoenix Suns in seven games. Like, this Chris Paul and Devin Booker team has looked so good these past couple of years. And I'm, for one, I do need to acknowledge, I don't think I'm wrong yet, but I'll acknowledge where Luka's playing his ass off. Because I said I was selling my Luka stock in the sense of, I don't think you can consistently win being the system. Like, and winning multiple championships being the system. But I said he's still an amazing player, He's like top five player in the world, clearly. And he clearly made it to the Western Conference Finals. So I need to get him his flowers there. He beat a really tough Phoenix team in seven at Phoenix. Like that was unreal. You even text me Luca. Like it's just, it is his world. When he gets in that zone, he's unreal. So what did you make of that series? Let that guy play, man. Um, my advice to other teams is don't talk to him. Let him play. Um, don't mess with that guy. He's built different. The intimidation stuff is not going to work with him. We've seen it with the Clippers. Now we see it with the Suns. Let Luka play. Leave him alone. I'm telling you, leave that guy alone. He's built different. Yeah, he has that He has that dog to him. He has that chip on his shoulder. He always gets into it with somebody, and that's all it takes. And why would Devin Booker egg that on? I don't know. Like it just Devin Booker's a competitive guy himself, so I get that, that whole Mamba mentality. But Devin Booker's not on Luka's level. Yeah, it's not really close. I mean, Chris Paul and... And Devin Booker are great NBA players. You can't take that away from them. Even with this horrible loss, it was a really bad loss. Those guys are great, but it just shows the greatness of Luka Doncic at such an early age. 
And as I said, I don't think there's a clear best player in the NBA, but to me, Luca's looking like the closest version of it. Um, we have to see how these NBA playoffs go. But, man, he when he's on, it's just something different. Like, he kind of gives you that feeling, you know. He gives you that feeling that he's on a different level. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up. We can debate all day about number one, but this is the first time ever that I really may feel LeBron's not a top five player in the world anymore. Mm, well, I think we – that's tough because I think we do have to see – we have to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt because he did average 30 even though his team was so bad. Right. Um, and just see how he comes back see how he comes back but i think for the best player of the world we have to see how this playoffs uh turns out like if luca looks like this for the rest right um you could say luca hey steph curry hasn't been playing great but if steph curry could all of a sudden turn it up for these next couple rounds hey steph curry has a like he still has a case to make it happen right um but in my opinion i think luca has the best chance to solidify himself here as the best player. And, um, you know, Tatum's in the mix. I don't think he's on Luka, Steph, LeBron, KD, Giannis level yet. But I'm sure people will make that case if they win the NBA championship. It depends on the fashion that he does it in. But to me, he's not quite there yet. So, yeah, there's a lot of people in the mix. And I wouldn't take LeBron out that mix yet, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm a LeBron guy, so it breaks my heart. I don't want to have recency bias. But it's like Giannis, Luka, KD, Jokic, and Embiid. Yes. I just seem to be like, I don't know how you don't put those in that five. And then that leaves you Curry and Braun at like six, seven. Like, that's just so weird. You know what I mean? Like LeBron's been top five for 20 years now. So it's, it's weird to not think of him in the top five, but I mean, obviously going into year 20 at some point, that's going to have to happen. But I'm just thinking, cause it's like, I can't leave Jokic out of that conversation. I can't leave Luka Giannis out of that conversation. I can't leave KD. So I kind of, is it Joel Embiid or Braun? And so it just, like you said, I think it, we have to see how they bounce back next season. Because if LeBron bounces back next season and the Lakers are hitting a stride and he's clearly, because he may not be at his athletic peak anymore, but he's still probably the smartest player in the league, you, that, that weighs in on the, on the conversation. So we'll see. But now that leaves us with the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. Luka is the, probably the best player in the series. I believe the Warriors, the championship DNA, the culture, the experience, being in these moments, clay game six, headband. I'm going with the Warriors in six or maybe seven games, but I'll go six games. Warriors in six are my pick to advance to the NBA Finals. I'll go Dallas in seven. Just Ooh. from the way Luke is playing, the way Spence is playing, the way Jalen Brunson is playing, and the Warriors do look vulnerable. But I'm not mad at your pick, Max. I'm not mad at your wow. pick. Wow. So you have Luka going to the finals against the Celtics. The way he's look, he's looking different, man. And uh, Draymond, don't talk to that guy. That's my advice to you. Leave him alone. Just play ball. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I like, hey, Draymond, Draymond's pushing the culture forward when it comes to media, man. Shouts to Draymond. I, um, I could not agree more. Can you name another guy while playing and contending for another championship doing podcasts, being involved with TNT, the media, like Turner, like it's just unreal what he's doing. And you could tell he's going to have such a great transition when the time does come from him to transition from NBA player to full-time broadcaster. Cause like he's already dibbling and dabbing and his podcast on the volume is awesome. But we get like that real firsthand in-depth, like point of view and perspective on a guy, on a player who's actually in the moment in a playoff series. Have we ever had that before? No, I don't think we have. Obviously, we've had guys like Danny Green and J.J. Reddick podcasting. Yeah. While they were playing. And J.J., man, he is really talented. Man. He's awesome. It, fe it feels like he was meant for this. 
Yeah, he he's awesome. He, obvi- he obviously got to play in the best league in the world for many years, and he was a great basketball player. But this really feels like this was meant for him, you know, if he wants to pursue this all the way through. And it looks like he can, in my opinion, he could be one of the greats at it. I mean, he's really great at it. But obviously he had a podcast, and Danny Green had a podcast. But it's just the in-depth analysis while they were actually playing wasn't at, I want to say the same level, it wasn't as in-depth for their own team, right, as it is with Draymond, right, including the other teams as well. So shouts to Draymond. He's definitely, it feels like he's doing something a little bit different, even from those guys who, those guys are great at podcasting as well. But Draymond does seem to be doing it a little bit different and pushing the culture forward. I even tweeted about this at Sam Escandiari, who's the, um, he's a Warrior me- Warriors media member. He has a podcast that I just told him, I think it was about two months ago that, that, you know, really pushing the culture forward when it comes to media yeah yeah shout out to draymond now very quickly before i let you go combo what did you make of uh tom brady 10 year it's like 370 million dollar contract for fox sports being a broadcaster post his nfl career that's he's going to be more doing his broadcasting than he did in his nfl career i'm happy for him man um hopefully we get that kind of deal soon here with uh, the <laughs> believe in magic podcast I, I would i would love that um i think we're on our way max but shout to tom i mean Hey, remember, I'm not the football tech guy, but remember, I was talking about, I was asking you back, do you think Tom Brady will come out of retirement? We, we were, hey, we were talking about him coming back out of retirement before everybody else. Just that, remember that. That is true. That is very true. You did ask that. Combo, you have a, uh, a very sports like sixth sense. I don't know. I think it, so. You have I got like it from a my weird... mom. She's good at reading things. And, uh, yeah, you have a vibe. Future, so. yeah. I got it from Mama Combo. I like it, Combo. Andrew Combo Salop. Unless you have anything else, it is time for your famous outro. You can find us on Instagram, Max Van Auken. Max underscore Van underscore Auken, shall I say. You can find me on Instagram, 1-2-Combo, O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Catch me on Twitter at Combo's Court, same name as the podcast, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. Max on Twitter, Max underscore Van underscore Auken. I think I spelled that out for you already. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and go subscribe to the MVP podcast and combos court pretty much everywhere. You listen to podcasts, Max. It's always a pleasure, man. Talk soon. Talk soon. There it is. Another episode of combos court. As you know, this installment was actually a recording from the believe in magic podcast co-hosted by Max Van Auken and myself. Always great talking basketball with Max. You know, you can find me on Instagram at one, two combo. That's O N E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Catch me on Twitter at Combos Court. Same name as the podcast. And share this episode. Share it with a friend and on all your social media platforms. Be on the lookout for episode three, six, seven. Combo out.